Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is entitled, Judgmental. Here we go. People tell me not to sin, and yet they do it daily. If we all sin and if we all fall short, why judge me with your hypocrisy? If we were born into sin, why pressure me until I go crazy? Some folks left out the full report when they are living their lavish lives daily. Perfection in this flesh cannot ever be achieved and pursuing it comes with a very high price. In this skin, we cannot afford it. We can attempt it, but we may fail because this is why Christ died for us. We can only be perfect by his blood. The cares of this world will sift you slowly. So why don't they just tell the truth that even they, on their best of days, are just as guilty of sin too? We really aren't worthy of God's love, no matter what we think. Religion can leave a person quite filthy from the inside out. But to conquer is to rise above and to never live in fear or doubt. So if nothing I do can save my life, why should being perfect in your eyes even count? So I wanted to thank you for joining. I hope that y'all are having the most amazing evening, morning, or afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And I literally have had a bit of a day, um, and I thank God that I was able to get through it. However, I was asked to speak on the subject, so I am going to freestyle on tonight. One of the subjects that I was asked to speak on is standards. And so as of July the 11th of 2021, I have now been abstinent for a year and a half. Lord Jesus, thank you. And so I had lunch with a dear friend of mine. And because of COVID, we had not seen each other literally in over a year. And so we sat We talked about all that has been happening in our worlds, and I shared a lot of highlights that have taken place in my world. And so one of the things we got, the subjects that we got on was standards, Um, simply because as I have entered into the dating scene, I'm noticing that some of I can't say all because there's a lot of women that hold the same mindset that I do, but there are also a lot of women that don't. And so 
one of the things that my dear friend was saying is that the person that she had gotten involved with, um, that she did not pursue him. However, he ended up communicate. He made sure he kept the lines of communication open. So he did let her know that he had recently gotten out of a marriage. So rushing into something new was not really his motive. Um, and so he didn't expect for them to become as close as they had. However, there was a young lady in the back pursuing him. And so as time went on, this young lady managed to, according to what she said, put her claws in his back and pull him from her. And so as we had this conversation, I was telling her how when you're, this is just my opinion, but I truly feel like when you're going through the dating process, I told her, yes, there may be some very viable men on the market. There may be some very viable women. I'm speaking to you men in terms of being on the market. However, when you are truly keeping your eyes on the prize, what you will notice is that if you have certain standards, that people will begin to fall by the wayside. Her issue was, which is why she wanted me to have this conversation and bring this up, is that there are a lot of thirsty women in this world. There are a lot of thirsty men too. Don't get it twisted. Who have I seen that? But anyway, <laughs> um, and so we, she really wanted to, me to talk about standards. And what I told her was I can pretty much only go by what I've learned. And I told her the one of the reasons why I had made a decision to just draw back and take sex off the table for myself when it came to dating is because I feel like it was causing blurred lines and it was causing confusion because if you and the person are not on one accord where you're thinking, okay, if I lay with this man, we're connecting and we're going to build something. He may be thinking, I just need to gratify myself a few times and then I'm good. I'm good to move forward. Sometimes it's a one night stand. Sometimes it may last a few months, but at the end of the day, you find yourself giving yourself to someone who was un available. And I told her that I did not like throwing the dice on that type of situation. Now, I'm not saying that I'm guaranteed to meet the right person and everything just be blissful in my world. However, what I am saying is that I have noticed that the type of standards that you raise or the type of standards that you have for yourself, you are able to discern who doesn't fit the mold a little bit faster. And so I told her about a couple of the incidents that I ran into and how the moment that a guy would say, oh, okay, I'm going to come over to your house and chill. No, you're not. That's not an option. Um, I told her how the conversations then ceased. But I was grateful to God that I had a standard that I did not compromise myself so that I would be able to see clearly, not be distracted, not be 
deceived because, you know, because anytime that you give yourself to someone, whether you acknowledge it or not, you start to lie to yourself. So you may see all of the red flags, even before you ever lay with the person, you may see the red flags. But then the moment that you lay with that person nine times out of 10, um, all of a sudden you make excuses for the wrongs that they're doing or the things that you normally wouldn't tolerate. Now, all of a sudden it's like, oh, girl, that's OK. He only does that every once in a while. Oh, girl, that's OK. He only does this every once in a while. Oh, girl, that's okay. We just not. And you look up and really what it is, is that you have lowered your standards for the sake of saying I am with someone. I told her what I realized is that I just I no longer wanted to do that. I no longer wanted to lower my standards for the sake of saying I got a man because do you really? Do you really? Now, some people, like I said, they have a totally different testimony. I'm talking about, I'm talking to the single women who are doing their best to uphold their standard. And then, in a sense, it's almost like they're in competition with the ones that don't care about nobody's standards. They're just trying to get in where they fit in. And so, that I think is why she wanted me to have the dialogue is because, she was like, this girl done went and put her claws in this man. But I really feel like we're supposed to be together. Like he's my soulmate. One thing I can honestly say, though, even when it comes to that, and this is something that I've learned over time. Sometimes you may get a preview of who your future is. It doesn't guarantee that you're going to be with that person in the now season, which I believe is another reason why. Holding to your standards is important. One of the reasons why I told her, another reason why I told her that I wanted to like hold on to my standards is because I said, if and when, well, it ain't no if, it's when, when God decides to say yes and amen, and my future hubby manifests, I said, I did not want him to have to think about who was the last guy I was with. And then wondering if when we're intimate, if that last guy is still on my mind because the residue is still there. And I don't want to be that woman who was wondering the same about him. So I was like, my prayer, I hope that he is doing the work just like I am doing the work so that when we do come together, that God will truly get the glory in our union. And so is it work? Oh, yes, it's work, especially, especially when you have multiple children and especially when you've been married before. So it takes a different mindset. But I was telling one of my children today, I said, yes, people gonna have different opinions about dating and about you're being abstinent and they're going to have all these various opinions. But I said, you know, the one thing that I'm actually grateful about, I said, the one thing that I'm grateful about is that by my doing this, I get to see if I am truly operating in abstinence. I said, because I have a couple of friends who are male that I used to date and we're still, we're just friends now. And I said, they're still men. Sometimes they're going to throw, you know, they're going to throw their hat in the ring or whatever. Try it anyway. 
And I said, you get to find out if you are truly operating in self-control when someone is trying to shoot their shot. Or if the only reason why you are able to be abstinent is because ain't you ain't even putting yourself in a position or you're not even in a situation where you're around the opposite sex. It just so happens that you're able to abstain because you ain't going nowhere. You ain't doing nothing. You ain't talking to nobody. You Okay. For me, the self-control for me and to me, in my opinion, is that I'm able to see if I am truly practicing self-control because... Temptation still is on every hand. It's just that I have made a conscious decision not to fall for the okie doke. I am truly keeping my eye on the prize. And so I told her I wouldn't know if I was like I wouldn't know if I had the gift of self-control. If I wasn't having conversations with people, I wouldn't know what my standards were. If I wasn't tested in that arena, wouldn't have a clue. I could talk about it all day long. But until you are looking at a gorgeous, handsome, chocolate man with muscles, a beautiful smile, hair faded, perfect height. And he's like, can I come chill at your house? And you're like, no, that's not an option for me. That's when you know that you have self-control. But if you're just chilling at your house, ain't nobody calling you, ain't nobody asking for a nightcap, ain't nobody trying to get with you, ain't nobody even thinking about you. I mean, you could say that you're abstinent, but is it is it truly abstinence or is it just that you don't have options? I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm just saying how I was able to truly know, oh yeah, girl, this is something that you you are consciously doing. You are doing this on purpose. This is a purpose-driven thing that you're doing because even with all the temptation that may present itself, your answer remains no. And the reason why it remains no is because as time has gone on, I have truly recognized my, my worth and my value and it was someone that was my friend. It was actually her. She was telling me, she's like, you're glowing. Now, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know. A lot of times when you see a woman glowing or a man glowing, your first thought is they must be getting some or they must be pregnant or. But yeah, it's one of those two. It, it, I mean, those are the first thoughts. Those are the automatic thoughts. You start going down a list after they say no to those two. And so, no, the truth of the matter is God is the reason why I'm glowing. Because the more that I'm denying myself, the more I'm seeking his face. The more I'm seeking his face, the more he is showing me about me. The more he is showing me about myself the more I have reason to give him honor, glory, and praise. And the more that I give him honor, glory, and praise, on the outside, I'm glowing. On the inside, I'm glowing. And it's because I have found something fulfilling. I have found meaning in the weight. 
It's not just a weight for me. It's There's a meaning in the weight. You start to realize that you're worth the weight. So I literally... It wasn't something that someone said, girl, you need to abstain. Child, I didn't. Let me tell you something. I didn't have six kids. I didn't have four children out of wedlock. I have two. I had two children in wedlock. I have had relationships before I bore children. And I have had relationships before. I mean, after I bore my children. I know what sex feels like. But I also know the consequences of having premarital sex versus having marital sex. And so as I look and what did they say? Count up the cost. As I look and count up the cost, my preference, I can only speak for me when I'm looking at the two options, my, my preference is to have such a standard, regardless of what my past consisted of, is to have such a standard to where, and it's already transpiring, but to where when the person who I believe God has predestined for me manifests, he can be like, yeah, you are different. Yeah. It's evident, not just in words, but your actions show it. The way you speak, the way you carry yourself, the way you are like, this is you. This is you're genuine. This is you. The conversation is different because the standards are different. They're just different. And so in doing that, I believe That's how you're able to people that aren't meant to be with you or you're not meant to be with them. You start to recognize, okay, so you should be just my friend. Okay, so you should be just and this is all based on conversation. You ain't doing nothing with them. You just literally once you raise your standards, it'd be easy for you to kind of like keep things as is. And so um you can look at them and or have a few conversations with them. Be like, okay, yeah, you just need to be an acquaintance. You know, if it's laid on my heart, I'll check on you every once in a while. But you ain't nobody I'm, gonna be, you know, just hanging out with all the time. And then it'll be a person, you know, somebody you're like, oh, yeah, you're a, you're a friend. Got to keep you around. And then eventually you're going to meet that person that you're just like, hey. Yeah, you're a viable option for me. I enjoy your vibe. I enjoy your conversation. I enjoy how you make me feel. I enjoy just being in your presence. I enjoy the laughter. I enjoy the dialogue. Even when we disagree, it's just a different type of disagreeing. I truly enjoy being in your presence. And I want more of that. And then if it's reciprocated, next thing you know, both of you are talking about, I want more of that too. So what you think about dating? I'm for it. No, I mean like courting. I'm all for it. Okay. And then you look up and it just goes from there. And then it just goes from there. And hopefully one day he'll opt to put a ring on a girlfriend. But I believe it's something about raising the standard. Now, one of the things that I had told a friend of mine 
And I tell this to a lot of my single friends whenever they're in these situations with some of these guys. Um, I tell them that they're going about this the wrong way. So a lot of times what I believe that young women try to do is outdo the competition, but they do it <laughs> with their vaginas instead of doing it with their brains. And so in their mind, they believe if I give them enough vagina, then he'll stay. But what ends up happening is that he starts thinking about the woman that was using her brain and realizing how their conversation had more substance and how he could be himself in her presence. And so I told, I, I tried to tell my friends, I'm like, this is one of the reasons why you should be the standard. You should be the standard. And I was like, because this is how you separate the wheat. This is how you separate the wheat from the tear. This is how you do it. And I was like, if you learn how to create the standard, even if he goes left or even if he goes right, there's going to be something about you that he can't find on the left, that he can't find on the right. And so he's looking straight ahead like, why come I can't get you out of my head? Because I'm not like what you're used to. And I told her, I said, so while you're busy trying to compete, in, what is it about her? What, what is she prettier than me? Is her hair longer than mine? Is her eyes lighter than mine? Whatever, whatever. Is a butt bigger than mine? Is a breast, but whatever the insecurities may be. I was like, instead of you focusing your energy on that, you should be asking God to show you what you bring to the table. What makes you authentic? What is it about you that separates you from every other woman on the face of this planet? And I know there are people that all women are the same. Y'all all the same. Y'all may be shaped different, but y'all all the same. No, that is not true because we all got different fingerprints, honey. So we're not all the same. There is something that separates each individual woman. There is a reason why you're willing to put your name on a, a certain woman. That woman is the one that you identify with most out of all the women you've ever dated. Am I right about it? There's something about that particular woman that caught your attention. It didn't matter if you dated this homegirl for three years. When you met this one right here, you felt like you could be yourself. You could be her friend. She could be your friend. Y'all got along. Y'all mesh well. And then all of a sudden, the person that you have been with for three years, it didn't even matter no more. You couldn't get your mind off of the one you just met. And so what I try to tell my friends is that's where your focus should be. Learning what you bring to the table. Who you are. Who are you? Who are you? And once you fall in love with that, once you fall in love with what it is and who it is that you are, be confident about it too. Hold your head up high. Yes, this is this is who I am. This is what I contribute. And you ain't even got to say it. Just be it. You don't have to say it. Even if you are like the world's greatest cook, you ain't got to tell them. Show them. 
you know, I just have some extra salmon and I just figured I'd bring you a plate. And, you know, here's a little quinoa and here's a little nice little salad on the side. I just I thought about you and just figured, you know, since I had this extra, I figured I would share. Um, you don't have to rush back to give me the container. But, you know, I just thought I'd, you know, I noticed that you you haven't you've been going out to eat a lot. So I just figured, you know, hey, I'm going to just go ahead and bring this to you. Take your time with the container. I'll get it when I see you again. Um, but enjoy the meal. Enjoy the meal. And I bought you just a little bit, a little bit extra, just in case, you know, if you want some leftovers or whatever. If not, hey, it's up to you how you do it. But there you go. Why did you bring me something to eat? Oh, I don't know. You just crossed my mind. So I remember, <laughs> I remember. Now, you got to be careful with that, ladies, because some men don't know how to handle your kindness. So, if the, if you if you're trying to <laughs> shoot your shot and do it in a dignified way without giving your vagina and if you're trying to do it in a classy way make sure when you're shooting your shot that you're shooting your shot for the guy that you desire and not just being friendly because what i found out the hard way is that one time <laughs> one time i had made some enchiladas and I had an, it's an, it was an elderly neighbor of mine. He's, he was a seasoned man, but he was a single man. I did not have a desire for him in no way, form or fashion. I just have a big heart. However, I didn't take the time out to view it from his perspective. So I made these enchiladas. I love making chicken enchiladas and beef enchiladas and all that kind of stuff. I don't do it as much now because I'm trying to lose my weight. However, when I was doing that, I was like, let me just go on and take him a plate, give him some little Spanish rice and, and some beans and um, these enchiladas that I made. So I go take him a plate, not thinking nothing of it, just being, he was, he literally was a preacher. And so I was just trying to be nice, you know? So as we got to know each other, we formed a friendship, a few months down the line, he said, I got a question for you. And I was like, yeah, what's up? Um, when you are bringing me meals and I had probably only did it like three times out of six months, he was like, was that your way of showing me that you're interested? I was like, no, not at all. I just cook a lot. And because I cook a lot and you're a single man, I just figured you would like a home cooked meal every once in a while. So I was like, if I have the extra, I didn't mind making you a plate too. And he was like, oh, oh, oh. I said, no, I'm not interested. But you know, oh girl, the one that kind of was looking at me sideways until she realized that I was just your neighbor and what didn't desire you. Then she bought five books for me. That chick right there, that's the one that's into you. That's the one that you need to be trying to figure out when she cooks for you what her motive is. He was like, yeah, we used to date. Yeah, I think she still wants you. You might you might want to go ahead and check that out. Go ahead and touch base with her because, yeah. But no, I don't have any desire to be with you. And so it's so funny because that helped me to recognize you got to be real careful with who it is that you are kind to. Because some people 
have not experienced kindness in that capacity and they may take it to a whole nother level that you are not trying to take it to, that you are simply just trying to be a good hearted person. And so, or you're just not even trying. It may just be who you are. Cause I know for me, I ain't trying. That's just who I am. And so, uh, so when I literally <laughs> recognized that I was like, Oh, this man for this whole time has been thinking that I was shooting my shot. And so my aunt and I, she made a joke about it because, you know, it, it literally became a thing because he literally, whew, he thought that I was interested. I was not interested to this day, like every once in a while, I'll check on him, make sure he's good. But that's the thing. I have a reverence for senior citizens. I love the elderly. I, I am so drawn to the elderly. Um, I feel like the elderly are neglected a lot of times. And so where I see a need, I meet a need. But I have learned that you still got to be mindful of who it is that you are being kind to. Because some people just don't, they just don't know how to receive it. So now I'm selective in who... I provide, I give plates to, um, in terms of whenever I cook, because, you know, that's another thing, ladies, some of you just cook. Some of you cook with love. There is a difference, honey. When you just cook, there's no seasoning that goes into the food. There's no flavor. It's like you just throw it on the stove and it don't taste like nothing. But when you cook with love, you are every single thing that you put, whether it be fish, whether it be whew, what, whatever it is, whatever dish it is. I can go on with that because I, I love I'm passionate about my cooking. But it's like whenever you cook, that's the one thing. That's another way of ministering love to people in general, especially your man. And so um one thing that I do, and, and, and I'm my kids know, and I'm really passionate about cooking. So whenever I cook, I don't know why I'm like this, y'all. Charge it to my head, not my heart. But I'm really passionate. Of, like, it's warm. Y'all come eat. I want you to taste every, all the flavoring and everything. Now, I know when it comes to the leftovers and you put it in the microwave a little bit, you know, it could, or you put it back in the oven. I know that it could be just as good as it was when it was first made because the season has had a chance to kind of like marinate, so to speak. But it's something about when you just finished making it. And so, yeah, so I've gotten better, but initially, oh, I used to have a problem. My kids would be like, mama, we're not hungry. <laughs> so I've gotten better because initially, oh, it used to make me mad when I'm like, I done, made, I done slaved over the stove and y'all going to wait to eat. So now I've learned some of the, um, I've learned that my 20 year old, no one ever told him to do this. And most likely he's just observed other men do this. Um, and it just depends on what culture you come from. But what I've learned about my 20 year old, as I observe him, I guess it's the girl that he's dating. Um, and maybe he's watched her father. I don't know. But he lets his siblings eat first. And then he will go and whatever's left over, he will, you know, take over, he'll eat it. But, and I'm just like, okay, I, I see you, son. Because he's the oldest of the three in the home. 
But anywho, I think I digressed. However, yeah, there is a difference when you just cook something, honey, versus when you cook it with love. So just, you know, that's just a little tad bit of nugget of wisdom. And if you don't know how to cook with love, I don't know what to tell you. But there is a big difference. Like flavor your food. Take time out to figure out. Like if you don't know how to make fish, look it up. Every You can Google everything now, child. Like look up how to make fish. If you don't know how to make like the side dishes, figure like look it up. Follow the follow the instructions. Follow the instructions. It'll help you. It will help you. And so, yes. So in terms of like standards, that's the one thing. The one thing that I could I could honestly say is that there are so many different types of people in this world. But when you're dealing with someone with standards versus someone who doesn't have standards. It, you know, can be a little frustrating for the person that is truly trying to, you know, get what they pray for. And then they just like, child, because I've heard people say it, you know, it would be so much easier for me if I just gave in because you got all these chicks out here just throwing it out. And they are, child, they got me and flying them from this place to that. And this, let me tell you about that. So those of you that are envious of the women that are being flown here and flown there because they're giving up their vagina. I have had the opportunity to listen to a few women after they have had some very traumatic experiences because that's exactly the option that they chose. So everything that glitters truly is not gold. I have had one particular person tell me that she went going to meet someone at a hotel and this person ended up abusing her to the point and then pretty much holding her holding her hostage for about a week and she ended up in the hospital from all of the things that he did to her. I had someone else talking about how it seemed fun in the beginning, all the places he would send her, all the things he would do for her. It seemed so extravagant. It was so exciting. Next thing you know, she falls in love. After she falls in love, he starts inviting other people to the bedroom. Next thing you know, it messed with her mentally. Mentally. It destroyed her spirit for a season. She has overcame since. So everything that glitters is not gold. So my, my I guess you could say, because you know, on here we're raw. Real and wise. So my wisdom nugget on today would be. If you don't have standards honey. Please get you some. Please and thank you. I feel like you'd be a whole. and You would probably feel a whole lot better. Because it's something about. Feeling used. And I know some of you have psychologically convinced yourself. Honey. I ain't being used. He's using. Uh-uh. I ain't being used. I'm using him. He ain't using me. I'm getting everything I want. I got my Louis Vuitton bag. I got my rent paid. I got a brand new car. Girl, he ain't using me. Mm. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. Just think about it. Think about it. Don't deceive yourself. Please don't. Get you some standards. Stick to your guns and see how your life changes for the better when you do. Because it's necessary. We are living in a cold, cold world. Don't let people take your kindness for weakness, honey. And and don't let them use you. Get you some standards. Please and thank you. <laughs> this is going to conclude my episode on tonight. So uh, before I conclude my episode, I just wanted to read a letter to my future hubby. And it is dated July the 13th, 2021. Now, y'all know this is... A, I'm trying to keep it 100, but at the same time, I like to have a good time. So, yeah. Y'all learn that about me if you don't know already. So, here it goes. Dear future hubby, have you ever been in a relationship where you were called the wrong name? For example, maybe you go by Mike and someone calls you Larry. Have you ever been told how you are feeling when that's not even the case. Well, both have happened to me numerous of times throughout my lifetime. Some people may read my name and call me Tracy instead of Teresa or Teresa instead of Teresa. Same when it comes to my react to my reactions. I've noticed how most folks cannot tell the difference between exhaustion and sadness or anger and passion or joy and happiness, which is why I believe communication is key. I don't want to tell you how you are feeling. Instead, I hope you will feel comfortable enough around me to be who you are on any given day. I hope that you feel so comfortable that you are able to open up to me and express the matters of your heart. I hope I never slip up and call you another man's name. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm already praying that in advance, y'all, because I, ooh, Jesus, I have come a long way. But you know what? There was a time, there was a time, there was a time that I would call the person that I was dealing with somebody else's name. Mm, mm, mm. That's just like the worst feeling ever. But I digress. I hope I never slip up and call you someone else's name other than a pet name that I've given you and you've agreed to, or the name your mother gave you at birth, maybe even your nickname. However, I do hope that I grow to know you so very well that even on your bad days, I'll be able to offer you an atmosphere of peace and serenity. One where you are able to sit freely with your emotions without any judgment from me. Where you can unpack your entire day and I just sit next to you and listen. Offering suggestions when prompted, but not taking it so personal. If you don't like them, as your wife, I desire to offer you a way of escape 
where you are able to rest, rule, and abide and be the king you are meant to be unapologetically. I love you. Love, Teresa. So I hope y'all have the most amazing morning, evening, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. However, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. And I hope I did my girl proud. (laughs) Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.